Welcome back to the School District Podcast, School Buzz. I'm your host, Rebecca Cooksey, and today we're going to be talking about the role of the instructional coach. So I have several very um, prominent women from our district. So if you'll introduce yourself and give a short bio, that would be great. Hi, uh, I'm Krista Thompson. I'm the Director of Curriculum Instruction and Assessment. Um, I've been uh, in education for 21 years. I was an English teacher, um, 8th through 12th grade. I was an instructional coach for several years, um, principal, vice principal, and so now I'm directing curriculum instruction, but the coaching program falls under me, and it's one of my passion projects. Hi, I'm Stacy Acosta. I've been in the education field for 16 years. This is my sixth year coaching, and I'm at Lincoln this year. Hello, I'm Christy Zeno. I've been in education for 18 years. This is my eighth year coaching. Um, I've coached in many capacities. I've been a site middle school coach where I shared sites, and now I'm a district instructional coach uh, where I'm housed under Krista Thompson at the district office. Right. Did you guys start your career in Lancaster School District? I did not. Krista did not. I um I've taught North Carolina was my first teaching job. I was educated in Texas, taught in Minnesota, and then high school district here, uh, Keppel Union School District, and now here. What about you, Christy? Um, I started in Palmdale, and when there was a reduction in force in Palmdale, it was a blessing to come to Lancaster that yeah. year, and I've been here ever since. <laughs> Lancaster's good luck. That's right. How about you, Stacy? I did start in Lancaster School District, and I actually started at Lincoln. My first teaching oh. position was at Lincoln, so it was like coming home this year. Have you never left Lincoln? I did leave. I okay. went to, I, I was actually caught in the reduction in force as well, and oh. then I, but I was out for a year and then came back to middle school and did New Vista, and then I went to coaching. Great. Okay. Uh, I started in Palmdale, too, so um, Palmdale... Lost two good people. (laughs) So what would you say is the role of the instructional coach? So I'll take that one to begin with. Um, We have worked for the last three and a half, almost four years now to really define that um, uh, with consistency across the district. When I started here, um, it was pretty inconsistent what was happening with coaching from site to site. Um, Everybody kind of had a different feel for what the coach did and what they were asked to do. So we worked really hard to create um, the coach model. And so where, where we have landed with that is the role of the coach is to support professional growth and learning at the, at the very base level. Um, and so uh, we follow uh, three kind of paths with that. One that looks like um, the coaches, which you probably most often see them doing, is providing professional development on Pink Tuesdays through Lancaster Learning Institute, LLI. Um, but PD in general is, is kind of one of the places where they live. Um, but where they get the most impact for the work that they do really lives with um, the work that they do with small groups, whether it be in a team collaboration setting, PLC, helping facilitate lesson study, things like that. And then where it really, um, really hits home is with the one-on-one coaching where they follow the instructional coach model. And there's some very research-based coaching models that, um, that we train our coaches in to use uh, one-on-one with teachers. And then I'll let these guys talk about what they do at the site and district level. Well, at the site level, um, I have had a lot of, um, this year at least, a lot of work in the small group PLC setting. I've been doing a lot with the, we have um, 13 new teachers at Lincoln. So I've been doing a lot with my new teacher group. And like Krista had mentioned with the lesson studies, it's been really nice to be able to coach each grade level through the process with Dr. Douglas and being able to sit and uh, create that lesson from the beginning and go through the teaching and refining and reteaching of that lesson has been very powerful with our group. And as a district coach, uh, there are four of us, and we each kind of have our areas of expertise. Um, My area focuses on ELA, writing, uh, history, do a little arts integration, and we overlap from there. We 
it's a dynamic team, both with, of site coaches and district coaches together. My ELA focus this year has really been stripping back the layers and really having a good understanding of the ELA standards, how they're written, how they're organized, uh, how they deepen in complexity and in DOK level as they move down throughout the numbers, um, really kind of getting teachers to understand that it's doable, that you know teaching standards-based instruction obviously starts with a good knowledge of, and a good understanding of the standards and what they mean. And standards can be very wordy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they can be <laughs> very confusing. Back. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's not like you can read it and, and just understand what, what is meant by that standard necessarily and, and what it looks like in instruction. And so we're, we're doing a lot of work around focusing on that and really getting a good grasp so that we can be standards-based instructors versus curriculum-based instructors. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good distinction because it really is about the standards, not about what math book we're using or what uh, science book we adopt. Right. The standards are what are important. I think about be, being a beginning teacher and walking to that classroom and here's your books. And, you know, I started when we didn't even have standards. And to think <laughs> of trying the things that I struggle with that I really either had to either figure out myself or sync. And to have that support of somebody that would come in and co-teach with me or give me some, watch a lesson and give me some advice, I think that would have been invaluable at the beginning of my career, my career because that's just such a really difficult time for a teacher because there's so many pieces to pull together at once. And, you know, you mentioned um, as a beginning teacher, and I concur 100%, but we found also because of the nature of the ever-changing and constantly changing education and tools and technology and resources, yes. even our most veteran teachers are benefiting from taking it a step back and really digging in and seeing um, what they're capable of on their own outside of the curriculum. And I, that's a great thing to talk about because that's an extra support of how things change and they change very rapidly in this career because of technology mm -hmm. and because of innovation to be able to reach out to somebody that you know you can trust mm -hmm. and say, can you come help me with this, please, for a minute? I need, to, I need some help. I think that's a, a great resource because without that, who do you reach out to? Right. So how does the instructional coach support student learning? Because it's all really about student learning. So the coaches on Fridays, we most Fridays, some Fridays, <laughs> we end up meeting as a group and we get a lot of the, um, we get coached on how to coach the stuff for the teachers. So us being not made to be experts, but someone who, who has more of the exposure to the different ideas and the new processes like Dr. Douglas and being able to talk those um, teachers through in turn impacts the students um, directly because we can get the teachers on board with, like Christy was saying, the standards based and some of the older um more veteran teachers that have been teaching for a long time and forget to go back to the standards. It's been a great opportunity to be able to bring them back to this is what your students need to know and how are we going to get your students and what success criteria are we going to use? How are those, how are we going to know those kids got it? And it's mm -hmm. really impactful to be able to work through a whole lesson with a, a group and then sit and watch the kids and how they received that lesson and how they learn. And not older teacher, experienced. Experienced. Yes. Older, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Experienced. As an older educator, I'm going to say experience. Um, and we also try and model, you know, when we're learning as coaches or we're training each other and training teachers, we try to model good strategies and practices the that they can then translate and utilize with their students as well. I know that the coach is not an administrator. They're not supposed to be doing student discipline all day up in the office. They're not evaluating teachers, but they still have a connection with the administrator on campus. So what's the role in connecting with that administrator? 
I really think the most important piece of that is the team that's created that with the coach and the admin and the, the whole ILT team um, working with the SIPSA goals and figuring out how we can support our teachers to reach those goals that we have written into our plan is really important. And that trust piece goes all the way around the trust with the administrators and the coach and the coaches and the teachers and just having that, that idea of trust around we all have our students, the students' goals in mind and that we're trying to reach all of these already preset goals, but as a team and being able to work through that together. And Chris has done a really great job leading us through what true coaching is. Uh, The lines were blurry there Mm -hmm. for a while in terms of the role of the coach and how, you know, what lines needed to be adhered to. We are teachers. We are teachers on special assignment. We are under the teaching contract and are part of the teachers union. And it does get a little bit difficult. I think that for a teacher who maybe isn't familiar with what the role of the coaching does, I think it can come across like, oh, I only need coaching if I'm doing something wrong or if I'm not meeting the mark. And that's not necessarily what coaching is at all. We're obviously there to help those that uh, need a little extra support and need a little extra guidance. And we're there to do that in, in a confidential way. But it's also like Stacy mentioned, it's it's part of being part of the greater collective team of the site because Education is difficult and we have to learn to work together and utilize our resources. And we're one of those resources that teachers can tap into in order to, you know, like she said, meet the goals for the teachers and the students at the same time. Well, and I think in every stage in your, your development as an educator, there's always things that you want to learn to do better. Sure. Um, so you can be really good at this, maybe you're really great at math instruction, but boy, you really you know, language arts you're, you're struggling with. So I think there's always ways to get better. And if you have a coach on campus that can, you can kind of tap and say, hey, can you help me with this and just be a, a teaching friend, mm-hmm. uh, I think makes a big difference. It's it's a really, it's a learning partnership. Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing this thing together as a team that it's not that I'm the expert and they can come to me for anything. It's we are a team and we will figure out how to make this work. Mm-hmm. Like you were yeah. Whatever you're struggling with, we can work together. And if we don't know it, we'll find. We someone. have the yeah. We have <laughs> there's resources that we can tap into. We will find the answers. Um, like she said, we are definitely not experts in all things, but we are happy to search for answers. And I think that goes a long way for uh, putting teachers at ease too. When I come to a coach for support. And they don't know the answer. Okay, it's not just me, but we can work together in order to find, you know, a good direction to go in, you know, that's, together. That's a good point. Now, Stacy had said that you had changed some of the way you did coaching. Are there any tools that you use, like any books or any research that you use for coaching? I'll take that one. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have um, everything that we've done in terms of my training with the coaches um, has been research-based. And um, we really tap into the folks who have been out there and doing this for years and years and years and had research and evidence to show what they do works. Um, we started um, the training of coaches and how to coach with Elena Aguilar and her book, um, The Art of, of Coaching, um, which is really just kind of an entry point into what is coaching and what is that relational piece that needs to happen um, teacher to teacher in order for coaching to be effective. Um, talked about how to build trust, how to create confidentiality, how to engage with someone so that we don't... Uh, no teacher should be made to feel like they're not adequate or competent at their job. Right. And we come into this with the attitude that the teacher is the owner of the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, a coach is there to support and, and, and help think through and be a learning partner with the teacher. 
And so we don't ever want to take that hierarchy of the coach knows best. That is never, never our intention or, or where we come from. So Elena Aguilar kind of entered that, um, started that with us. And then we, uh, this last year, we entered into uh, book study and learning from Jim Knight. He is actually, uh, actually considered the godfather of coaching okay. in, in my terms. <laughs> um, but he has been, um, he's, he works out of the University of Kansas and his whole, um, he's got several books published on instructional coaching, but he's really... Elena Aguilar is about the relationship behind coaching and what coaching looks like. Jim Knight is about the science of coaching, the how-to. Um, how do you, um, w- once you've engaged in a coaching relationship with a teacher, what's the process you take them through to um, get to where they want to go? And it's not about where the coach wants them to go. It's about where the teacher wants to go. So how does the coach guide that conversation and get them there? So we've done a lot of work this year with the impact cycle, which is that exact cycle of, of walking through the one-on-one coaching with a teacher and what that looks like for coaches. So that's really the basis of, of the science behind coaching. That sounds like something similar we use with administrators because I'm a coach for new administrators mm-hmm. and we, we have them work on the problem that they want to work on and don't give them the answer. We really work on don't give them the answer. Make <laughs> them think through it and uh, you know develop their own answers. You're just there as a, a listening partner and somebody to help guide and brainstorm, but you're not giving people the answers of you should do this and this is the way I used to do it mm-hmm. because their problems are different. Mm-hmm. And school's different now than when I was an administrator. So tell me about a positive experience you've had as a coach. Well, we like to start all our readings with good things. And so this last Friday, one of our psych coaches shared a good thing where, and this is kind of speaks to the teamwork from the district level to the site level and to the teacher level, um, where a group of fourth grade teachers at one of our sites wanted to improve their writing instruction and uh, really focus on preparing their students for the CASP assessment. And so the, the site coach called me up and said, hey, would you mind coming? We're going to pull our teachers out for some release time and we're going to build units. And this was what the teachers had requested. Oh, this was great. not by you know anybody saying you should. Mm-hmm. So they were interested. I was super excited to be involved and we got to spend a day at the site planning with the teachers, and they brought great knowledge and great expertise, Mm -hmm. and when we were able to put all our heads all together, um, they came up and walked away with a very, very uh, complete and a plan ready to go, and so they were able to start and implement that with their students and have had great success with it, and they were very, very proud of the success of their students, um, students who may struggle normally with writing, um, were inspired and producing great work and the teachers were very excited. So it was just a really great uh, example of how coaching can be effective um, and how we can work together as a team going back to affecting student learning. And then a great resource for next year that they could build from. Right. Instead of reinventing the wheel every time. Absolutely. Stacy, did you have something? Um, I am thinking a lot about the the group work that I've gotten to be able to be involved with this year. And it was a really um, eye-opening experience. My second grade team went through lesson study with Dr. Douglas, mm-hmm. and they decided that one of the gen ed teachers wanted to teach in our SDC class. And it was a, it was a great, the, the conversations afterwards were so powerful. And it gave me all of these different opportunities to start, um, planting these little ideas about where we might coach through this and how we might uh, support this other teacher and how we could use this strategy in the gen ed class or this gen ed class strategy in the um, SDC class. And it was it was really powerful to be able to work with that small group and talk them through all these different processes. So it was very rewarding. 
And was that a new group of teachers? Um, kind of a 50-50, kind of a mixed group. That's yeah. great. Did you have anything, Krista? Oh, I would just speak to, um, just systemically, um, kind of where I come from is, uh, like I said, coming into the district um, about three and a half, four years ago, coaching was all over the place. What I, it has been a joy for me to see is the redefinition, redefining of coaching and enthusiasm behind it. Because I know that there's there's been some negative experiences with coaches and, and coaching. And so for the coaches to come to a meeting on Friday and be joyous and happy, because um, it's a challenging job. It oh, is, yes. That is a very <laughs> hard job when done effectively. So for them to come in on Fridays and be um, telling these success stories and good things and be happy about the work that they're doing and seeing the impact that they're having in a positive way, that's that's been incredibly um, positive for me. So we've talked about what's positive. What's been challenging about coaching? I think the challenge goes back to that that stigma of coaching being a fix, that we're not trying to fix anybody. We're Like Krista was saying, that we aren't trying to make any teachers feel less than amazing because we have some amazing teachers in this district and just being able to have them not look at me to be the expert but to be that partner in the learning and to be able to let them figure out what it is they want to meet what they want to work on and then helping them meet that need for their students I think that's it's it's been a challenge to get over that that we're not there to fix you we're there to be your partner and help you through things Mm -hmm. one of the things when I was a principal um, after I'd been there a couple of years, I asked teachers at the beginning of the year, what's a goal that you have for instruction that you want me, when I come in to observe, that you want me to look for? Um, you know, is it maybe you're calling on boys and girls on a different rate or you're not asking um, DOK level three or four questions? What do, you want, what do you want me to look for? And so that was nice because then they felt I wasn't coming to, like, I got you on something, but I was trying to help support the educational process. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. I like being a principal. I'll jump in on um, a challenge as well is that um, I've been super excited about the work we've done with the coaches and and running that program. On the flip side of that, one of the challenges has been getting the administrators up to speed Mm -hmm. on what coaching is and having them define it for their site. Um, Because the administrator is the supervisor of the coach and tells them go and do. And so if they aren't speaking the same language that we are in our coaches meetings and they don't know what we're learning about coaching and how to be a coach, um, coaches can walk away with two, um, two masters basically. Um, and so building the capacity of our administrators to be the lead learner of their site and the instructional leader so that it doesn't fall solely to the role of the coach, because then you start to blur those lines between administration and teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so really having the, the administrators own their instructional leadership role and setting the guidelines and the expectations and the, the definition for what coaching is at their site and what that looks like, that's an ongoing process for us. So. And I think one of your difficulties in that is that you get the coaches in so you can train them. You have a lot of in-depth training, but we don't get to pull the administrators exactly. in for that same in-depth training. We're just going to give them the oversight. Okay, now exactly. go with the mission, <laughs> exactly. um, which, which is very difficult because they don't get the same training. So education is always tra- changing. When I was a teacher, there was no such thing as an instructional coach. Never even heard of it. We didn't have technology in our classroom. As education changes, what do you see as the future for the instructional coach? Um, I'll jump in on this one in that uh, several different things. One is the role of the place that collaboration has in learning will never diminish. And so the role of the coach in professional learning and growth, I think, will always have an um, invaluable place as a, as a partner learner, as a collaborative partner um, in helping to improve practice across the board, whether that be 
at any level that you're at, new teacher, veteran teacher. Um, but also one of the things that we're really trying to move forward with is um, when you talk about professional development, the traditional um, come sit for a day, get talked at for an hour, you know, for, for six hours and then go back and make your world a lot better. Um, we know works every single time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so really what we're really making a concerted effort to do is move to, um, yes, those kinds of professional developments are important from time to time, given the right setting and the right content. The role of the coach is to help with the implementation. Um, job embedded professional development, job embedded coaching is really where the power is in the learning and the application to student achievement. Um, so when you talk about the future of coaching, it's really happening on site in the classroom with the teacher, with the students. All right. Well, thanks ladies for coming in. That was a really good um, uh, topic. I wanted to give a shout out to George Kuros. I don't know if you've ever seen him talk before. Oh my God. Fabulous um, speaker. But um, he wrote The Innovator's Mindset, and he was out in Lancaster giving a talk to the business community, and I got to go and listen to him, and he's just amazing about what, as a principal, how he leads change in a school. So a shout-out to him because he came out to our area. If you want to find this podcast, you can find it on iHeartRadio, Sprecher, iTunes, SoundCloud, just about any place. You can find it on the district webpage also. I would like my next topic. I'm going to see if I can pull this off. Mm-hmm. I would like my next topic to be on the coronavirus and preparation for what we need to do in schools because um, it's a big, hairy, scary topic, and uh, we, we actually need to start preparing for that. I, let's see if I can get some experts in to help us talk about that. As you tune out, please listen to Kelly Stock students at El Dorado Singing. Thank you.